welcome to the Relationship Unconscious podcast series. I'm Dr. James Tobin, a licensed psychologist and psychotherapist. My clinical practice is based in Newport Beach, California, and I work with individuals, couples, and families primarily on their relationship issues. I also conduct psychotherapy groups and interactive educational workshops on romantic relationship issues and parenting concerns. In this podcast series, Relationship Unconscious, I focus on how the mind's unconscious influences the way we think, feel, and behave in our relationships. Although we probably like to think our conscious intentions and desires determine how our relationships play out, Unfortunately, that's not really the case. Freud established the significance of the mind's unconscious in determining many aspects of our intrapsychic and interpersonal lives. And since the time of his contributions, our knowledge base has evolved considerably. Drawing from all I've learned from my patients in 17 years of clinical practice, It's my hope that this podcast series will capture just how the unconscious impacts our relationships and perhaps even more importantly, will help listeners navigate the mind's tendencies, especially those tendencies that hinder the attainment of healthy, fulfilling relationships. If you'd like to learn more about my psychotherapy practice, group and workshop offerings, and other services I provide, please visit my website at www.jamestobinphd.com. That's www.jamestobinphd.com or email me at jt at jamestobinphd.com. In a prior podcast, I describe the destructive sadomasochistic relationship depicted in the 1986 film Nine and a Half Weeks between John, a Wall Street investment and bank banker played by Mickey Rourke, and Elizabeth, a beautiful art gallery, gallery executive played by Kim Basinger. In that prior podcast, I explained how early in development the mind organizes itself around an unconscious template for all future relationships based on the idiosyncratic nature of these early life relationships, especially the parent-child relationship. The specific quality of the parent-child bond and the nature of the roles and dynamics played out in this relationship leave an imprint on the mind, unconsciously influencing all future relationships to comply with it, to become a facsimile of the bond it signifies. And there is now scientific evidence indicating, based on what happens to us in our childhoods, in these early formative relationships, that we are literally wired neurobiologically to find or create relationships across our lifespan that in essence duplicate our early formative relationships. Even if these relationships were unfulfilling, 
unsupportive, abusive, or traumatic. Some theorists even go so far as to suggest that this priming or conditioning is stronger in promoting repetition of the flawed and dysfunctional aspects of our early relationships rather than the positive loving components of these relationships. Sounds pretty bleak, right? But the film Nine and a Half Weeks does end on a hopeful note, however. Elizabeth is able to escape her abusive traumatic relationship with John and in so doing counteract the unconscious relational template that influenced her to get into the relationship with John in the first place and perhaps others like it in her past. But what is it that stimulates an opposition to our templates? What is it that inspires an abandonment of the way it has always been? What enables us to forego the familiar and to alter the ill-fated course of our relationships? Many clients in my psychotherapy practice readily acknowledge and understand the negative relationship patterns they are repeating over and over again, yet they still have tremendous difficulty disengaging from them. My answer to these questions is what I have come to refer to as the psychological capacity of inflection, and I view it to be a psychological capacity because I see it much like any other ability. It is arrived at only after much toil and heartbreak, much sweat and tears. To say more about the term inflection, as in geometry, inflection is a point of curvature or alteration in the direction of a line. And this serves as a metaphor for what psychologically seems to occur when a person comes to recognize the plot line he or she has been traveling on, realizes it can be deviated from, and then chooses to deviate from it. I am describing three specific components that constitute inflection. Recognition of the line you're on, realization that you do not necessarily, necessarily have to continue to follow the line, and finally, choosing to derail from the line. The first element, recognizing the line you're on, seems to be the most crucial and the most difficult. In the film, Nine and a Half Weeks, it is shocking how difficult it is for Elizabeth to get out of her relationship with John. She experiences she experiences and readily acknowledges how abusive and traumatic the relationship is, but she cannot extricate herself. She is hopelessly drawn to John and all of his dysfunction and all the dysfunction they create together. Yet again and again, she relinquishes her efforts to leave him. In various scenes of the film, John foists Elizabeth into literal and symbolic positions of surrender and subjugation, which parallel her own psychological reality of abandoning attempts to go against the grain, 
to move against the current, to counteract the unconscious relational template that she has bonded her, that has bonded her to John. All changes though, when Elizabeth encounters a painter whom her gallery has been pursuing in order to exhibit his art. In a pivotal scene, the painter, an old man not consumed by the narcissistic qualities Mickey Rourke's character is, sits on a bench in the woods by his house, quietly examining with wonder the fish he has just caught. Elizabeth tells him that the reason why she likes his painting so much has to do with the way he is able to capture a moment in his work. And the painter replies, quote, it is the moment, a thing that is so familiar, it is strange, end quote. It is at this moment that what has been familiar to Elizabeth her unconscious relational template of being caught, possessed, and destroyed, and her being complicit in this dynamic is revealed to her in the image of the hooked fish. And upon this recognition of the line she is on, no pun intended, the familiar becomes strange to her, becomes alien. She realizes she now has the ability to choose to move away from this line and to free herself. The narrative of her relational life has reached an inflection point and can be veered away from. Unfortunately, inflection points in real life are not usually reached so suddenly or clearly, like an epiphany. More realistically, inflection is a rather difficult, arduous, and even grueling process in which bit by bit a person becomes aware of what was always there but never quite represented in conscious thought. The alienation one feels towards oneself is more slow and gradual. But in it, the rejection of the familiar, the unconscious status quo, a clearing emerges. This is the precipice of change, freedom, and self-definition. Thanks for listening to the Relationship Unconscious podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to react to something you've heard, I encourage you to email me at jt at jamestobinphd.com. Also, please add a rating and review the Relationship Unconscious podcast on iTunes. Thanks for being such a great support of this podcast. Tune in next time for more on how the unconscious influences our relationships.